Hi friends, I'm Paige. And I'm Abby. And welcome to a Love Like This podcast. Hey folks, I hope you're all having a wonderful week and are doing fantastic. I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to steal the microphone a little bit from the twins. It's okay because I paid for it. And I wanted to talk to you guys about some of the most profound lessons and teachings that I came across throughout my time at university. Now, I don't mean teachings and frameworks and models and entrepreneurship and marketing and all these different things. I mean the real underlying life lessons that I've obtained through my time at university. And there's five of them, but we're going to start off simple. And the first lesson that I learned is to set goals that are meaningful, not mundane. Now, you've heard every self-help guru and his Uncle Bob talk about it, but man, y'all got to be setting goals. Now, I'm not talking about the whole smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, blah, 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 because that has its own place and its own time. But this is my own little take about it, because in all honesty, I didn't really follow that formula for setting my goals at university. But what I did do was set goals that I knew would make myself proud. Now, through my experience, I started off university pretty, pretty excited, I'd like to say, you know, I was very for it. I was very interested in the things I was going to be learning. But what ended up happening was I found myself feeling almost bogged down by a lot of the assessments and a lot of the introductory units that I was doing. I wasn't finding much enjoyment out of it. So I started to look at my goals and and I put them out in front of me and I realized that they really weren't exciting me. You know, they, they weren't something that I was looking forward to doing. And at the time, the goals that I primarily had were, okay, to finish university, to finish the semester, obtain my bachelor's degree. You know, these things that are probably gonna happen either way, whether it takes five years, six years, whether I fail 10 units, whether I quit and come back to it, I'm probably going to get my bachelor's degree at some point. And so I realized this isn't a very effective goal for me whatsoever. And so after about a year or two of studying, I decided that I was going to refresh my goals. And I sat down, I said, okay, well, what do I think could be one of the most effective ways of achieving something that, yeah, it's going to make me proud, but also it's going to make me feel like I haven't wasted my time at university. And originally I said, okay, I want to get the highest attainable mark you can. I want to get a high distinction in all of my units. And I thought to myself, okay, well, that's a little bit stupid considering I know lecturers who are sitting in their living room, drinking red wine, getting a little bit tipsy on a Sunday night, marking my paper. And I can pretty much guarantee you that that variable isn't going to work out in my favor unless I've written a really good essay or something like that. It's probably not going to work out. So if I'm aiming for a sense of fulfillment and a sense of ownership, how can I make my goals derived from something that I can 100% control, you know, something that doesn't involve the variables of other people's actions. And so this really got me thinking, how can I set goals that are going to bring me fulfillment, but will also be formulated in a way that are going to be 100% under my control. And so I set myself a goal to obtain at least one overall high distinction across all my units per semester. So in my degree, we did three or four classes and out of those three or four, at least one of them, I wanted to be an overall high distinction. And there was a really, really interesting reason why I actually chose to do this. And I figured I'd share it with you guys today because I do think it's a really important lesson to learn about setting goals. And the fact is, is my whole idea of setting goals and wanting to go through university and feeling like I didn't want to waste my time was centered around this idea of not wasting an opportunity. You know, I wanted to go through my time at university knowing, yes, that I'd learned a lot of things, but also that I made myself proud of what I'd accomplished. That's really hard to do if you're relying on goals A, that aren't motivating and exciting to you or are going to happen anyway, you know, being mundane, but also that are out of your control. So I set myself a goal of one overall high distinction per semester. And now look, I wasn't just striving for the 85 mark. I really was striving for a sense of fulfillment. 
And now I know it sounds cliche, but I knew that that was the only way I was going to go through university feeling like I hadn't wasted an opportunity. Now, the way I wanted to do that was try to put in the best amount of effort that I possibly could as consistently as I could. Now, that didn't mean putting in 110%, reading all my further readings, going above and beyond. That just wasn't for me. I, I wasn't willing to commit all of my time and resources to university. Now, what that meant is finding things that worked for me and sticking to that. And for me, that meant finding pride in every piece of work I submitted. But I figured if I put the best amount of effort that I think I should be in all of my assessments, then hopefully the outcome of that will be a high distinction in, again, at least one of those units. Now, what's so interesting about this, guys, is as soon as I set that goal, my grades went from a pass average to at least a distinction average within the span of a single semester. The goal was front of mind and it was specific but it wasn't so specific that it became out of my control. You know, there was enough leeway to allow for tipsy lecturers on a Sunday night marking my papers, or there was enough leeway for an assessment that really didn't interest me or really wasn't something that I agreed with. Now, I never really understood why some of my friends had goals of perfect GPAs or high distinctions in specific subjects. By having my goal cover a few areas, I knew I had a better chance of achieving it because I was gonna be more consistent in my efforts, but more importantly, I knew it would result in a sense of satisfaction because it all came down to my individual efforts and nothing else that could be controlled by other people. And bear in mind, the high distinctions in the classes that I was taking, I knew that I had more of a chance of achieving it because there was more of a range of things that I could be interested in and excited about. And so I created a really true sense of ownership over what I was doing and I tried to be as consistent as possible. Now, a really big part of maintaining that consistency was actually learning to love learning. And that's the second lesson that I learned from my time at university, which is to always strive to become a lifelong learner. Now, I've always prided myself on my ability to learn new things from video editing to gardening to editing podcasts, whatever it was, I would love to learn it. Now, I realized that the only way I was ever going to succeed at university was by applying that same excitement to my classes and topics that I was learning. I wanted to really take every lecture and every chapter as an opportunity to learn something new. Now, that was really difficult because there are some mandatory units in my degree that I didn't necessarily agree with. And so in those cases, I had to find the very specific areas that I became truly interested in. And if you're anything like me, you absolutely hate getting assessed and graded. And that's okay. The best part about being a lifelong learner is that you're your only judge. You decide when you get to stop, when to start, and most of all, when you feel like you've obtained some new form of knowledge. Now, I know that somewhat contradicts my last lesson, but this is why it's so important to have meaningful goals and exciting goals. I actually heard a wonderful saying recently by a man named Morgan Husel. He was talking about this idea of prize versus passion theory, which effectively is the difference between doing something for a reward or for fulfillment. The saying goes, don't cast for the fish, cast to learn how to cast. Now, the same is true for study. Learn not for the grades or for the hopes you'll become smarter, but learn because you have a desire to know more. And that's the exact approach that I tried to take through the majority of my university career. I had to detach myself from this idea that this was something being imposed on me from someone else. And again, taking that sense of ownership over what I was learning. And hey, look, I get it though. We aren't all the same and we don't always need to do the same things. Some people like the tick box approach to learning and tick box approach to university. And that's completely fine. Don't stress. Wait, don't stress. Lesson three, don't stress about stress. Find what works for you and do that. Honestly, if I could have a life motto, it would probably be this because one of the most effective things that I've found through trying to obtain a work-life balance, through going through university, through working multiple jobs, is that you really need to find the things that work for you and do that. 
So me and stress have a bit of a funny relationship. Ask most and they'd say I'm a pretty stress-free guy. Though I have this incredibly poor tendency, and I'll be honest, to let my stresses sit idle and then bottle up in a single moment and overwhelm me. Now, I feel bad for Mia and Dad because this normally ends up happening at work and not in my spare time. But either way, what I love though, and I can say this honestly, is that those moments don't last for more than just five minutes, and they're very far and few. As soon as I feel it coming, it's time to get to work. And I was actually reading a book by Tim Ferriss recently called Tribe of Mentors, and one of the people he interviewed in the book, Greg Norman, the shark, has a teaching for this. And please, mum, if you're listening, excuse the language, kids, block your ears. But when the shark is feeling overwhelmed, he does what all sharks do, yells, and then says, do it now and do it proper. Let yourself be overwhelmed, but then don't stress about being stressed. Just do what needs to be done. You know, sometimes there are expectations or guidelines imposed on us that aren't ideal, but don't be a victim. Take it on, get it done. That's the beauty though. This works for me, it doesn't for others. So take the time, see how you deal with stress and commit everything you have to that. You know, for the twins, they love having quiet time and relaxing. For Mia, she loves organizing and cooking and going for walks. But it's really important that you find what works for you and do that. And what's really interesting, and this is another thing that I try and do when I'm feeling overwhelmed, is I'll put on this guided meditation, I guess you could call it, called Vapor. And it's by a group called The Liturgist, and the vocal artist, or the, the, the narrator, I guess I could say, is called Michael Grunger. And this guided meditation effectively covers off on this idea that everything in life is meaningless. And it, it draws a lot of light upon this Carl Sagan quote um, taken from his book called A Pale Blue Dot, which effectively is that everyone is living on this tiny speck of dust floating in this endless universe. And I always try and remind myself that, okay, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling overwhelmed. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's really not something that is worth worrying or stressing about. There are going to be better things that come up. There are going to be new stresses that come up. If I just deal with it now and get through it, then... I'll be okay. Now, another part of this lesson is that there's also no need to compare yourself to what other people are experiencing. You know, don't feel like you're doing less because you don't feel busy or overwhelmed. It's not a competition. This is actually something that I found happened quite a lot at university where I had friends leading up to assignments and deadlines who would be really stressed and really worried. And then I'd feel like I hadn't done something right or I'd missed something because I wasn't worried. You know, should I be? Did I miss something? Where did I go wrong? All these different things. Please don't stress about stress. It's all going to be okay. Find what works for you and do that. Okay, so this next lesson is a bit of a weird one, but I'm going to guide you guys through it. The lesson is walk with intention and the pension. Now, again, I know it's a weird one, but have you ever noticed the way that that kind old man walks in public? You know, arms behind his back, slow and with contentment, looking around, hearing things, just enjoying where he is. Well, one of my favorite memories, and I can honestly say what I found most joyful about my time on campus, was doing just that. Walking with a sense of being present, looking around, smiling, watching other like-minded people go about their day. It's truly a magnificent thing, you know, smiling at that person serving you coffee. I actually spent much of my four years studying outside in areas where I knew I would feel like I was a part of something bigger, something collective. I loved just being around people and that atmosphere. It's actually what makes me the most sad about finishing university is that I won't have as many opportunities to go to campus as I usually would. I loved walking alongside people and friends. And there's actually this one memory, actually. I was walking down Wally's Walk, which is the main strip of campus that connects all the main buildings. And a guy around my age named Emmanuel, I'll never forget him. He stopped me on my way to class. I had headphones in. I pulled him out and he asked me if I knew Jesus and if I wanted to join his Bible study. 
Now at the time I had a lot on. I was working multiple jobs, I was studying, I was doing church, I was doing all these different things. And so I broke the news to him up front. I said, look, I'm so sorry, I'm probably too busy to come to your Bible study. But instead of dismissing it, we actually spent the better part of about 30 minutes just chatting about our days and getting to know each other. You know, my tutor wasn't happy when I walked into class late, but I was happy knowing that I got to know someone new and meet someone new. And I don't think I would have experienced that had I been so caught up in my day and caught up in the rat, rat race and, and doing all these things and rushing around. Because I think it's so easy to fall into the trap of rushing around and just not taking the time to, as the twins would say, be where your feet are. Take the time to acknowledge your surroundings. Take the time to be in that moment and to look around and to feel that sense of life and just happiness. Now look, no one's expecting you to go out and get a cane and walk around like you're a pensioner. But I can honestly say, walking with meaning completely changes your entire outlook on life. Everything is easier and happier, life moves slower, and you become more appreciative. And again, sorry to bring in another book, but I'm reading Tuesdays with Mori at the moment. And it's this wonderful book that talks about life lessons and teachings from a professor on his deathbed. And he's suffering from ALS and, and all these teachings come about that you really have to live your life with a sense of intention and a sense of purpose. And it's one thing to go about your days, waking up, doing what you got to do and then going to sleep. And it's another to wake up knowing that you've woken up, driving to where you got to drive, knowing that you're driving, getting on the metro, tapping your Opal card, doing all these things, but taking a sense of enjoyment out of it all. And if there's one lesson out of these five that I really, I really hope that you guys take along with you through your life is this one, walk with intention and the pension. And all of this does, it impacts your mindset. And so my fifth and final lesson is actually one shared with one of my close friends, Dale. And that's, you don't get happiness, you greet it. Now, in one of my early classes, we learned about this concept called positive psychology. And the twins and my mum have studied this in quite a lot of depth in their degrees. But it's pretty much a fancy way of saying, and this is my word, so please don't quote it or reference it or research it, but try to be happy as often as you can by whichever means comes most naturally to you. And like I said, this is a lesson shared with my close friend, Dale, and for him, it meant taking more time for himself, sport, and friends. For me, it means walking with intention. It means appreciating where I am and what I'm doing. It means being content in my time management and work-life balance, and it means never being a victim. I actually had to write an essay a few semesters back about the concept of tragedy, and the crux of my argument was about this annoyingly philosophical term called eudaimonia. And the Greek philosopher Aristotle introduced this concept a few thousand years ago, and sometimes it's translated into happiness. But in reality, it's effectively this idea that happiness isn't just something you can achieve. It's about living with virtue through conscious, effortful thinking and action. It's about intention and meaning and really taking an appreciation for life. So please stop trying to take happiness as something that you can obtain or achieve. There are no set steps to gaining this idea or this emotion of happiness. You have to greet it with open arms and you have to treat it like a friend and you have to interact with it in as many opportunities as you possibly can. And if there's one thing university taught me, it's that you're 100% in control of your own happiness. You know, we don't always get to choose what happens to us, but we sure as heck get to choose how we react. Now, my dad has a life rule, which is you are 100% responsible for what happens to you. And that couldn't be more true, but more so we are absolutely responsible for how we react in every situation. And so if you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, or if you're feeling lost in life, just take a step back. Think about what's in front of me and what parts of these things can make me happy. And if there's nothing, make it. Honestly, do what Dale does. Put time aside for friends. Put time aside for sport. Do the things that you know are going to make you happy. 
even if it doesn't seem like there's anything at all. Because like I just said, walk a bit slower, walk with your arms behind your back, get a cane, start smiling, do all these different things because happiness costs absolutely nothing. And if you try and find ways to reach it and try and find ways to interact with it, I can guarantee you it's always going to be there. So I hope you guys got something out of today's episode and I hope it wasn't too boring. And in all honesty, half of this is so that one day I can show my kids and teach them what I learned through university. And I'm actually writing in my little life journal at the moment, these exact teachings in a bit more of a personal way. And I'll probably end up sharing some of that with you guys if you would like. So I hope you all have a wonderful week, a wonderful day. I hope you start walking a bit slower. I hope you start setting some more goals. I hope you stop stressing about stress. And I hope that you greet happiness with open arms. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's extra special episode. We are so proud of Ben and we loved everything that he spoke about in this week's episode. His five lessons from university are number one, Set goals that are meaningful, not mundane. Number two, to become a lifelong learner. Number three, don't stress about stress. Find what works for you and do that. Number four, walk with intention. Five, you don't get happiness, you greet it.